It's Thursday the 23rd of February and welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm James Pender and I'm joined by co-host and all-round good guy Shane Lee. Hello mate, how are you? James, thanks for coming on the show mate. Good to hear your voice. Oh, that's good. Um, I hear you've been polishing the balls, running some wood. Uh, get your head out of the gutter. I'm talking about the great game of lawn bowls. Well, not me personally, but a, a good mate's son, Connor Burgess, um, just finally moved out of home at the ripe old age of 18. Okay. And he's moved down to Manly and started pouring beers in the, uh, in, in the lawn bowls club. Um, then the chef apparently got crook or something, so he's now cooking schnitzels. <laughs> and he asked that the, the head chef finally came back in and asked him to throw him a lemon, and he rolled it to him. And he said, "You're pretty good at lawn bowls." Oh, mate! He's now started playing lawn bowls. No bullshit, and he's a club champion oh. <laughs> after rolling one lemon across the the, the counter in the kitchen. <laughs> From the kitchen to the championship podium, is, is there a professional future for him in the game? <laughs> well, apparently he's a shit house cook, so maybe maybe he bowls is his his thing. We'll I'm, wait and see. I wonder if they make him bowl with lemon rather than balls because he's so good at it. <laughs> Just stick with the lemon, son. You'll go far. Where are the lemons and the schnitzels? They're all in the fucking bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, today on the show, we'll be discussing the Women's T20 World Cup as they prepare for their semi-final against India, the Matildas, some golf, NRL, AFL and more. Stick around. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. All right, Shane. Well, Australia heads into Women's T20 World Cup semi-final against India today. How do you see that going? Yeah, looking good. As I said from the start, the the Australian girls are almost unbackable favourites. Saying that, um, they come against India. Um, That's the only team that's beaten Australia since March 2021. Um, so we need to be on our game. But, look, we, we go into this semi-final with some really good form from Taylor McGraw. I think she's going to be uh, a superstar in these next two matches. I'm assuming we win the, win the semi-final. Um, Alyssa Healy's back from uh, a slight um, quad strain, but we've still got Ash Gardner in great form, Elise Perry. All, all around the park, we're looking pretty good. And then you've got George Wareham, the young leg spinner, who's really coming into her own. The other semi-final you see, England take on um, South Africa. I think England will win that match. They scored 200, first team to do that in the T20 World Cup this year. They abs- absolutely spanked Pakistan, didn't they? Didn't they watch, yeah. And, and so that they're a real threat. So I'm, I'm tipping Australia will be fairly close against India, but I think we'll get home and we'll take on England in the final, which will be an absolute cracker. Well, a huge match, yeah. And Australia firm favourites, as you mm. say. Um, in the men's game, unused and unwanted spinner Ashton Agar's heading home to to work on his batting, apparently, Shane. Well, gee whiz, mate. I, I don't know what's going on with the selectors on this tour. Um all the boys are racking up some frequent flyer points, that's for sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's amazing how they picked Ashton Agar as our number one left-arm spinner, and then when he was over there, they fly in uh, Matt Kuhneman to to take his spot. Uh, but he heads home now with David Warner, who's in- injured. They're both looking to come back for the one-dayers once they start, but they'll miss the rest of this test series. 
Um, but yeah, Australia will have a shot. The good news is Mitch Stark is coming back into the team, as is Cam Green. So Cam Green will really strengthen our batting lineup. But I think we really need to reassess how we're going to play these spinners in the third and fourth tests. And what do you reckon we'll pick two two fast bowlers for this third test? <laughs> You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Um, Pat Cummins has obviously gone home for uh, as a family illness, which is serious, and he'll be back, so he'll be playing. Uh, Mitchell Stark will play. And then you've got Green, who can bowl quick as well. So yep. at least we've got some, some decent quicks then. Well, turning to the soccer, the round ball game, um, Matilda's won last night against Jamaica to win the Cup of Nations 3-0. Uh, big victory for them up in Newcastle. Australian girls are dominating in every sport at the moment. It's great to see. Uh, the Matildas were fantastic, 3-0 against Jamaica. Um, and that retains us the Cup of Nations. Mm. So it's been a fantastic dress rehearsal for the 2023 World Cup. With, and that's Tony Gustafsson's first bit of silverware um, since he took on his tenure with the Matildas. So congratulations to him and the girls. Yeah, absolutely wonderful performance. And uh, if you haven't seen the highlights, there are some cracking goals in there too. Yeah, yeah. Turning to golf, Greg Norman, he's um, he's ruffling a few feathers with his LIV golf venture. And I think it's dating back to 1994, he says, with some, with mm. some ill feeling towards the PGA. Yeah, he's sort of saying... Uh, it's a sad reality of the live and his involvement with it that he's lost a lot of close relationships. Now, mm. I, I don't personally know Greg Norman. I don't think Greg has a lot of personally close relationships. I don't think. No. He's a businessman first and um, and I think a friend second. Um, and uh, But the look, the good things are is that the live has pushed up the prize money um, in the PGA and, and Greg now wants all players to really thank him for it. He thinks he's the Kerry Packer of golf, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. I think... I've always said that the PGA and the Live will come together at some stage. It's just this sort of interim period. Yeah. You know, and, and the PGA have, have run a monopoly since, for the last 53 years, so it's, it's, it's time for some fresh eyes, I think. Well, it does have uh, similarities with the Kerry Packer venture back in the 70s, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see where it ends up, um, whether they come back together and form a better, a better competition. I think they will. Let's take a break. Stay with us because we'll be talking AFL, NRL, boxing and more after this short uh, word from our sponsors. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Welcome back. Well, as the AFL season slowly prepares, I've been deep diving on my social media and getting every single snippet of AFL news I can. I'm so desperate for the season to start. Um, let's have a look at how all the teams are tracking. Shana, what are your favourites? Well, the the interesting ones I've sort of – I haven't gone into every team here, but I've sort of uh, picked a half a dozen of them. Um, the Crows, to me, uh, this is the season where they really need to make, make some – some, some headwind. I think um, Rory Sloan's still recovering from a knee injury, so eyes on him mm. to get fixed. He makes a big difference. Up there in the Lions in Brisbane, um, there's injury clouds everywhere, mate. Uh, Dane Zorko, Darcy Gardner both injured. The positives, as apparently, is that the number two draft pick, Will Ashcroft, 
is absolutely flying. He's going to make a big difference. So it's good to see a young draft picked um, already making a huge impression. Down there in Cartonland, mate, Sam Walsh um, is already going to be out for at least a month. Yeah, so that's, a big, a, that's a big loss. out for them, isn't it? Yeah, big loss. And uh, he makes all the difference in the midfield for them. Um, the Bombers, um, actually some positive news for the Bombers coming coming out of the woodwork with uh, – with, with Merritt, the new captain, and Darcy Parrish, um, both apparently training the house down pre-season, um, as is um, Dylan Scheel, uh, set for a big season after he's had two pretty um, lacklustre seasons with injuries. Colin, we've got Charlie Dean um, coming off a long-term foot injury, um, and Tom Mitchell apparently, and Dan McStay looking both very good. Uh, my Sydney Swans, uh, the only real big news coming out of them is, is Nick Blakely, who... Had a fantastic season last year. Um, just elusive sort of mid- the lizard. Yeah, the lizard. Faint looking bloke, isn't he? Um, well, the lizard. The lizard's got glandular fever. Um, apparently, it's not too severe, um, but it has hampered his preseason. And hopefully, um, Errol Goulden, who the young twenty-year-old who sort of come on had moments of brilliance. They reckon he has not missed a training session, and he is looking really, really good to cement a permanent spot in that team. So, there's a few of my little highlights, mate, for this year. Yeah, well, uh, Errol Goulden, he's got uh, weapon status written all over yep. him. Uh, let's hope the Swans can bounce back after after last year's grand final. Yeah, not to be mentioned. Uh, <laughs> let's turn to NRL. Um, they've announced they've announced that a traditional season launch event will not be happening this year, and that's due to the pay dispute um, that's ongoing with the players. Yeah, you can still see, and the NRL sort of being very clever with this, saying that we won't go through with the um, traditional season launch, um, but under the collective bargaining agreement. They got a sniff that the players were going to boycott this function anyway, so they didn't want an egg on their face, and they didn't want the supporters to get worried. Um, hopefully, they're getting there. They're getting very, very close now. Hopefully, they can get all that sorted out so the fans, like myself, who are looking forward to the first round of the season, mm. can actually take place. Probably a good decision from them in the end. As Christian Welch, uh, the Storm yeah. captain, uh, has been confirmed, and 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 there's devastating injury news down there in Melbourne, isn't there? Yeah, Melbourne. The, a team that you'd always sort of pick and you're going to be top four finishers every year. This year, you'd have to say, the first time, they're not looking as positive. They'll also always do well under Bellamy, but uh have to wait and see. But, yeah, um, uh, Luke Meany apparently looking really good, and he'll hopefully take over the, sh- um, the shoes at Ryan Pappenhausen, who's still out with that horrific mm. knee injury. But other, other injuries are to Dean uh, Karamina, who has done his ACL. He'll be out for the season. And to I... Uh, Kamamika, he's out for six weeks with a uh, injury uh, tendon in his foot. So injuries everywhere down there in Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely nailed those last names there, Shane. Um, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> great work. Uh, <laughs> well, let's turn to the gentleman's game, boxing and UFC. Um, old school friend Tim Tzu has declared interest in Aussie super fight um, against Zarafa, but he's currently training uh, for his fight against Tony Harrison. Yeah, so Tony Harrison, that's the interim uh, WBA super welterweight title. He wants Zarafa, but that's the big fight. And if you remember, Zarafa pulled out on him uh, in the 11th hour. Yeah, did the dirty on him. Did the dirty on him. So he really wants a piece of him. Tim keeps saying that he's, he's a bit scared of him, but Zarafa is not really commenting mm. on that. Um, but that will be the big fight. So, yeah, they're really pumping up Tim Zoo. The boys at uh, No Limits over there um, have huge confidence in uh, this kid and they reckon he's going to be a superstar of the future. And uh, all, all things point towards that at the moment. Well, meanwhile, Liam Paros, um, he's had to pull out uh, from his next fight and he's apparently absolutely gutted by that. He's had to pull out because he's got a facial fracture, a three-millimetre fracture, and he says that 
He's not getting any yeah. pain. Jesus, come on. That's got to hurt. But uh, I don't know how you fix something like that. Do you put a plate in your face? Is, and do you get when you get punched there next time, does it make it more damage? I don't know. But uh, Well, has he has he said where he picked it up? Was it like in sparring or was it, uh, did he go a bit too hard with one of his mates or something down at the pub? No, I don't think it was down the pub. I think it was, I think it was in sparring. And, um, okay. But, but yeah, but uh, for a young fighter, um, you've got a serious injury to your face. It doesn't look good for a long-term career. Yeah, it's certainly something that's going to take a while to heal. Um, and in the UFC, John Jones, the the man surrounded by controversy, um, he's been officially cleared of performance-enhancing drugs um, ahead of UFC 285, uh, which is next week. Well, he sort of has. He's, he's cleared himself from all past uh, issues as well because um, they've changed the laws, um, the amount of uh, the performance-enhancing drugs within the system has has reduced, and he said under the new current rules, all his uh, past bans would have, he would have been cleared. Yeah. So he's clearing himself. Yeah. For everything, everything, all misdemeanors in the past as well. Couldn't you, John so, Jones? <laughs> he's changed the rules in effect and said, "Well, by my own rules, I'm I'm squeaky clean." He's done well. Just redefine the past. I reckon this guy should hang out with Greg Norman. Maybe we'll get on well together, I reckon. <laughs> they could start their own. Maybe golf and boxing. You hit the ball down the down the fairway and then you punch someone out at the end. That sounds like I'd watch that for sure. I'd watch that too, definitely. <laughs> Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today, folks. Uh, make sure you hit follow or subscribe where, wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, thank you to our incredible super producer, Dan McHugh, who puts the show together. And we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Thanks, James. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.